0: Pull up a seat, snuggle with your dog, cuddle with your kitty, put on your headphones as you nuzzle with your horse. You found Dr. Andy's World Radio Show. This show is for those interested in empowerment, empowering you to know what you know about your animals, the world, and everything in between. Now, here's the host of the Dr. Andy's World Radio Show, animal facilitator, Dr. Andy Harper. Welcome,
1: welcome, everybody to Dr. Andy's World Radio Show here on Inspired Choices Network, and welcome to Animal Magic and how much fun are we going to have today? Um, My molecules have been hopping today. We've got um, a very dramatic title of the show, Um, No Kill is the Right Way right? <laughs> with my guest, Marissa Martino. And before I introduce my my friend and my guest today, um, let's go to no kill real quick. And everywhere you align and agree with that, can we destroy and uncreate all of that energy in all those points of view, times a gazillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pop, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyonds. And everywhere you resist and react to no kill. And all those points of view and all that energy that comes up, can we destroy it and create all that times a gazillion? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyond. Um, And it is a dramatic title to get you here for a very different conversation um, about all of this. And I have one more thing I wanted to, I, I, I stole this from my good friend, Dr. Dane. It's a really long clearing. And I'm really looking at starting with this, so we can open up the space to have that different conversation and create something different on the planet for all of us, all of the animals and the planet. So all of the projections, expectations, separation, judgments and rejections you haven't had of this show and the title of the show and everything you decided it was going to be that keeps it from being what it can be for you, everything you decided it was going to give you. And in every way in which you decided it was going to show up or had to show up and in order for it to be what you're actually getting, so it matches your point of view instead of opening up to an interesting point of view in which you could receive the greatest gifting possible. Will you now destroy and uncreate it all, please? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyonds. And do not get caught up in all those words that I just spewed out of my mouth. Except for, maybe. Not that it's significant an interesting point of view, and what's it going to take to be an interesting point of view today on no kill is the right is the right way right and welcome, welcome my guest, Marissa. How are you today, my friend?
2: I am fabulous. Thank you so much for having me, Andy. I appreciate being here
1: oh good, good, I'm so glad you 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 did want to and choose to have this conversation with me not that I it's going to go where I think everyone else wants us to go because I really want to know and it kind of got spurred because I really want to know more about you and how you function and what your capacity is working with and in rescues for so many years so um I'm going to read a little bit about Marissa and then we're going to then we're going to hear it from her how cool is that and so inspired by her adventures with her dog who of course introduced us, right? I don't know if I have any friends that have not been brought to me by their animals at this point. I really, I don't think so. Um they they do know best in many in many cases. Um began um your career uh working with our canine companions. Um she went to Academy of Dog Trainers in two thousand seven. Um after graduation she worked with the Humane Society of Boulder Valley in Boulder as a trainer and behavior and trainer Training coordinator. Um, You implemented programs. You're going to tell us about (laughs) all these big words like behavior modification. And I, I, I am, I'm not being. I really do want you to explain that to everybody and how that works in these in these situations in the shelter situation. Went back to San Francisco, um, worked with training programs manager of the SF Puppy Prep um, and her extensive shelter experience to educate the public on the power of socialization and prevention of behavioral issues for puppies. And then you went over to Oakland for director of behavior and training for the East Bay SPCA um, and implemented behavior modification programs there for dogs and cats, um, as well as successful volunteer programs. Um, And one of her programs was recognized by the Animal Sheltering Magazine. And in 2014, I don't know what year that was, it's the same year, 2014, and then you also presented at the Humane Society of the United States Annual Conference, developing volunteer programs. So not only does this woman work in shelters, work with the animals, she also works with all the people and gets, you know, and coordinating all the volunteering. I am so glad she's on this planet because none of that sounds exciting to me. (laughs) <laughs> and she has such awesome capacities and i'm like you've got to come on and talk about it and then you okay. came back here when did you come back here
2: i came back to colorado to in two- December. Came-
1: 2014 i
2: think it was
1: yeah okay, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. all right cool and have you been with um dumb friends league since then
2: I've been with Dumb Friends League since 2015. I just was adding up the years. I've been with them a little bit over four years now. Mm -hmm. Cool. And the
1: Dumb Friends League here in Denver is probably our biggest and well-known shelter, rescue organization, company, business, whatever you want to call all that. Um, So Mm -hmm. everybody in Colorado is very aware of their presence here. Um, and then you also do own your own behavior and training business too, pause and reward. Am I correct? Yeah. 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 So she's not busy at all.
2: I was just gonna say that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um so how did you when you okay, it says your your all these adventures were inspired by Sully. Um did you yeah. know you were gonna end up working in the rescue shelter world when you embarked so many years ago
2: no it's funny i didn't have a dog i didn't have sully until a few years into my career so i i started off um i was actually working in new york city at a design I, I was working for Martha Stewart Living and I was doing design work for um home furnishing so the lines that were sold at Kmart and Macy's and I saw all these dogs in New York City and I was like, oh I wonder if I could maybe have a career with dogs. And long story short, I finally met with this wonderful trainer and she told me about the San Francisco SPCA Academy for Dog Trainers at that that the mm-hmm. program there. And I called up my dad and said, I'm going to move to San Francisco and do this program. And he was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Um, And a year later, I did. Um, I sort of saved up my money and, and, you know, um, shadowed a bunch of trainers in New York, not realizing what my career would turn into. um, But I knew very quickly once I got to the San Francisco SPCA and I was doing that program on a, a daily basis for two months, I loved being in the shelter environment um, because that's where we were working with the animals with every day, and that's what really, um, you know, spiked that interest in being a part of animal sheltering and be, being a part of something that was larger than myself, basically.
1: Cool. Yeah. And so you did that, and, and you there how many years? How many, how, how long were you there? Sounds like quite a few, I'm, like another five or so?
2: Well, so I was there for – I had this really interesting sort of uh, love affair between Colorado and California. It pulls me back in a variety of different ways, even though I'm from the East Coast. Um, But I was in San Francisco for a few months, and then I I got a job opportunity at the Humane Society of Boulder Valley. And since I really wanted to get an animal sheltering, I figured I was like, okay, well, I guess this is is my time to to go do it. And so I moved to Boulder, and it wasn't until – I was there, I was immersed in the behavior and training department um, with my, my, the manager at the time is uh, Lindsay Wood Brown, and she's an amazing mentor in our, in our field. And she mentored me and um, helped me choose Sully. Um, I went through a variety of dogs in that, in that shelter before I finally landed on the infamous Sully. Um, And he has obviously impacted my life in a variety of ways but definitely in the way in which I'm engaging with both my uh human clients and my canine clients. So we could get into that later if we want. But yeah, it's it's that's how he sort of came into my life a little bit later. Usually people start with a dog as they become a dog trainer. I was sort of the opposite in that way.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know how cool is that? So yeah, and he came into my life. I I I, I, I love listening to Marissa because she has all these terms for this whole field um, that she's in. And how many of us still think of oh, cute little rescue? Oh, that's a, a nice shelter. They have a big building, but not really like an entire field that people dedicate their lives to. Um, And the vast majority of those people try to do the best they can working within systems and working with animals and working with people. So, you know, the animal sheltering and her career choice and field, she's probably one of the, well, I've known a handful of people that are, like, dedicated to, like, this as a career. And how many of us just view it as just this silly little side thing that some people do and they kind of volunteer? And, you know, what if this is? You know, can be. I don't know where I want to go. Where do you want to take me on that? Like, I love your terms, right? Like your animal sheltering. Is, is that what you you said, right? Like it is. It is a thing. It's a big thing, and part of that big thing is this behavior modification, which you have been um, a part of for years. And describe to everybody kind of what that is. It's just for everybody.
2: Yeah, and it's—I mean—and and I could even loop it back to the title of the show too. Um, behavior modification for animals in sheltering. I mean, canines and felines, and actually through Dumb Friends League, we also do a lot of work with horses at our at our equine center. Um, but behavior modification is really um, when I got into sheltering back in two thousand and seven. Um, it was a really exciting topic. Like, you know, shelters were really saying, what if we tried to modify the behavior of fearful animals while they're in the shelter so that we could really make sure that we are saving more animals from euthanasia? And, you know, how can we push beyond what it is that we are currently doing in order to support more animals? And it was a very exciting time to be a part of building behavior behavior programs within shelters and say, okay, normally this particular dog that didn't do well on their assessment or their evaluation, we're actually going to work with that animal for a little bit and design a program that might help modify their behavior responses to people or dogs or um, resources or things of that nature. And it was really exciting because we were, we were able to do that. And, clearly that takes education resources funding people to actually make that happen but it was definitely a um, sort of industry shift that animal sheltering in general was sort of moving towards and that has changed a lot since I've started um, working in shelters since 2007 and we're we're because we are um, you know, trying to move the needle and trying to support more and more animals, um, we are taking more and more risks on behavior cases that we would have never dreamed of placing into the community, you know, 10 years ago, seven years ago. And so I think that that's really exciting, but sometimes when you think about behavior, it's a pretty subjective and still very under, under, um, The field is not as regulated and is not as um, organized, and there's a lot of misconception within the behavior field. And so it just becomes very subjective when you start to understand, you know, which particular behavior issues are we going to modify and which behavior issues are beyond repair, right? And so, you know, I think that at some point before we – probably after break, we can really talk about, like, where did no-kill come from and how does that relate to behavior cases? Because I think in behavior we don't have black-and-white blood tests or uh, black-and-white medical tests that we can run on animals the way that um, the veterinary field does. And so that that leaves a lot of gray area to make different decisions on the outcomes of animals, if that makes sense. So I hope I looped it, it back to the original title. It was beautiful.
1: You. It was beautiful. Okay. It's like you've done this before. It's amazing. And, <laughs> yeah. yes, let's take a break, and then I do want to wanna continue in that loop, um, and I do have a couple questions, and we're going to chat a little bit more with Marissa Martino. Um, and behavior modification in shelters and rescues and how that does play back into no-kill or however else you want to put that here on dr andy's world we will be right back
0: did you know dr andy travels the world facilitating classes empowering others and talking to the animals from chicago to new york city to california to texas europe and australia while spending a good amount of time at home in golden colorado check dr andy's schedule at accessdrandy.com if you would like dr andy to come to your area for animal sessions or classes Contact her for the possibilities at accessdrandy at gmail.com. Thank you for making Dr. Andy's world a part of your life every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
3: Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves?
1: Welcome back, everyone. I am Dr. Andy here on Dr. Andy's World Radio Show with my wonderful guest, Marissa Martino. And she is the owner and operator of Pause and Reward. Um, So it's P-A-W-S and A-N-D, reward.com, if you would like to get a hold of her after the show with any of your questions and concerns. And with your animals, especially if you're in the Denver area, because you do meet with private clients, too, correct?
2: Yes. And actually, I meet with private clients in the Boulder area.
1: Okay, Boulder area. Thank you. Um, So, a little bit north of Denver. Um, We were talking before we went to break um, about Marissa's experience, her capacities, her expertise with behavior modification in the sheltering systems. And she was talking a little bit about the grayness of it. And Mm -hmm is that grayness and taking the more risks with certain behaviors, I'm gonna use the word, but because we are more aware of or the target is to be no kill or close to no kill as possible. Does that play into the risks well, or what is, yeah. what is your take on that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, kind of what yeah. I'm hearing. So I just he- want you to clarify.
2: Um, yes, what I'm gonna say is that I think the uh there are a lot of reasons why no no kill became um sort of a movement if you will um it it was really set to give shelters a number which is the ninety percent live release rate, so if you take in, 100 animals, okay. at least 90 of them need to be adopted out or transferred or, or whatever, but they need to leave the building alive, right? Um, so that's what a live release rate is. So no-kill is, is asking shelters to, um, you know, reach that 90%, which I think when this came about was a really exciting thing to, to ask shelters, like, hey, can we stretch beyond our current norm and think of some creative solutions for other animals Uh, whether it's foster programs, behavior modification programs, hospice programs, whatever that looks like. Um, Can we keep animals in home before they go into shelter, so on and so forth. The problem with some of that at times can be that 90% is sort of an artificial number. And a lot of communities, uh, shelters, uh, the resources that the shelters have, sometimes when you just strive to reach a particular number, other things might get compromised along the way um and so in one community like i know some organizations within colorado i mean colorado is a very magical place in animal animal sheltering um meaning that we're Mm -hmm. relatively progressive um some organizations could have a 95 percent right given their resources and 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 Mm -hmm. and what are the types of animals that are coming in and then maybe another organization depending on the community or the resources, could reach 80%. And that that's a really big improvement for them. So I sometimes struggle with this just one number that we're all trying to meet regardless of all the specific variables that might be in place. And so the number becomes very uh, – it, it applies a lot of pressure on organizations to make choices that might be – tricky or risky for the community to take on a dog that has, you know, for for lack of, you know, um, a better case, like a dog that has potentially killed cats or killed another dog. I mean, there are, there are organizations out there that adopt animals out like that. Whether they think that that's the right thing to do for their community or whether they're trying to reach a number, I'm not quite sure. But I think that that's where it can get a little tricky is that you know maybe we should all have our own metrics based on our community our our resources what we think is risky and what our community is willing to actually accept into the home because a lot of times when we survey our communities and we and we place animals up on the adoption floor that are riskier behaviorally and they just sit in the shelter that is our community saying like i don't think i want to assume that risk and my concern about those animals is that they then wind up sitting and living in a shelter, and the behavioral health of that animal can deteriorate. Um, I'm not saying that all shelters that have a quote unquote no kill status are doing that, right? But this is just some of the side effects that could happen, um, and and I know that everybody's intention is is not for that side effect to happen. However. Sometimes these things do, and then the animal suffers.
1: Yes, and thank you. That was fabulous, and and a great explanation because I don't know how many people actually know what that no kill even means. That
2: oh my god that
1: term or yes. or that there was even a number behind it or maybe that actually fluctuates. And like you said, based on resources, and maybe those resources change, and sometimes we're not meeting that number. And it, it almost, almost kind of correlates a little bit, not correlates, but like teaching kids to the standardized test. You run into trouble doing that. You run into trouble possibly mm-hmm. just trying to strive for a number instead of taking a look at the big picture um, and including what's going to work for the animals as well as everybody else and the community. And, yeah, I've seen, and it's really kind of funny that you, I, I've been doing this 17 years. And so 2007 was included in that, right? That's only, a you know, a little over a decade ago. And I just, as you yeah. were talking before the first break, I'm like, oh, that's right. This stuff didn't exist. Like, I'm so used to it now in the sheltering system. And I listen to you and other clients and dog trainers and all that. I'm like, oh, yeah, it didn't exist. You know, that was a nice dog, that's not a nice dog. I mean, so how cool is that that we've gone that far and how much more can we, can we do and how much more can we change and how more can we include everything that's going to work for everybody? And I, and, and I, it, yes, we are in a magical place here in Colorado. The amount of animals yeah. that come here and find homes and the awareness we have here is Insane compared to a lot of places. And instead of boohooing those places, how can we contribute to them? Right? Like, what if we could contribute to them so they could adopt out the animals that are in their area to their area and see how that would work? So that kind of brings me around to what your position is with DFL now and how you're functioning with other rescues and shelters and stuff. I would love to hear more about that.
2: Yeah, I am so lucky to have this role. I feel really 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 excited about it and energized about it and um I am working with parts of rural Colorado and working with shelters in in that area but also working with um community stakeholders. It could be like um the city or the county, it could be local rescue groups and how do how can we elevate the animal welfare situation in that particular part of Colorado? And what is really exciting about this is that it looks very different, obviously, in many different parts of the state because they're, you know, in one area they have their TNR program in a really good place, and TNR is Trap, Neuter, and Release for Community Cats. Um, and then in another part of the state, they don't, right? So there's a variety of different ways in which it, my contribution or our contribution as Dumb Friends League looks really different in different parts of the state, but a lot of it, which is which is surprising, but not surprising. Uh, a lot of it is people need support with animals behaviorally. Because if you think about it, if, if you have an animal at your shelter, you can call your local veterinarian to do blood work, or you can get that animal in to have a spay-neuter surgery or for most recent vaccines. like You have those professionals near you. However, behavior is such a unregulated field in both pet dog training and in animal sheltering and you don't necessarily have a uh, behavior expert that you can call on in a rural part of colorado to ask questions like you know what should we do for this particular animal or um you know what what sorts of behavior modification techniques should we try or how do we train our staff on that so i'm 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 given the opportunity to travel around colorado and help people um understand you know how to support these animals behaviorally in the shelter during their stay to reduce their stress so that we don't necessarily have any um medical conditions that come on or any sort of disease due to stress and that we're also providing enrichment and behavior modification programs to these animals or transferring them to other shelters that have more resources or have the bandwidth or the knowledge or a behavior team to help support those animals so um through this work i'm connecting a lot of shelters to together which is really cool so i've seen one dog really really struggle in one particular environment and then we we get him transferred to another location of colorado And he gets the resources he needs, and then he gets adopted. And so that stuff is super heartwarming and really exciting to be a part of. And it is amazing to see the people receive support and the community that is being built. So I'm just, I'm really, really excited about um, this role, and everybody has been so Uh, warm and welcoming to me coming into their facility and and sort of be vulnerable and share with me their challenges and i think that that's where we need to be as an industry is connecting on a level where we're curious and we're asking questions and we are literally uh, looking at this from from the same side we are on the same team versus sort of polarizing each other for maybe one belief or another belief so it's it's really, I'm really fortunate to be in this position.
1: I, we're headed up to another break, but I want one more question. Is this a a pilot program for DFL? Is this being seen in other states where, you know, the bigger sheltering organization is able to lift up the smaller ones? Like, who else are, is out yeah. there also doing this?
2: I think there are other organizations out there doing this right now, but it's in a very it's, it's brand it's a brand new idea and yes, we're hoping that this
1: it can is. be okay.
2: um a pilot example. Yeah. How
1: so cool is yeah, that? very exciting. How lucky are you to be involved? Yeah. That's so that's yeah. That's so awesome. I'm gonna I am gonna we're gonna extend this break. Um, I, do you you can say no. You can actually say no on the air. I'm I'm cool with that. Um, and part of this is also having conversations about euthanasia in their areas too. Correct? Like you you mm-hmm. you are working with them in that aspect too. It's you know it's all of it, right? Like what dogs? Yeah, the behavior is not really gonna. You know, do you have those conversations about certain dogs with them and support them in that? Yeah. So they're yeah. recognizing that too.
2: Yes, I do, and um, so I am not. I'm not in a position, or I try not to be, um, telling people what to do in terms of outcome, because you know, what you might right. find placeable in your community is different than another one. But I, I do teach people what are the things to consider when you're dealing with behavior modification, and um, it, yeah, and then we're also talking about how to talk about that topic with, with each other amongst the staff and volunteers, but then also to stakeholders within nice. the community in a way that is really healthy um, and in a way that doesn't demonize each other. Um, and so that has been really well received. And, and it's really cool to watch these shelters have these emotionally intelligent conversations about these nice. really hard decisions that happen in sheltering all the time.
1: And, and that sums it up. There, these are decisions that happen in sheltering all the time. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, what if we can, and you are, you're working on it. It's, oh my God. It's so cool to me bringing it out into the daylight so there can be conversations. Like I remember back in the day, um, I did actually a lot of volunteering and chiropractic at one of the shelters here over in Aurora. It was weekly for six years and it was almost like that one person had that job and everyone was mad when they chose the wrong dog so it's really cool to have conversations and what are you seeing with this animal and what are you seeing with this animal and what you know what do we want to try before mm-hmm. and in and, and what if that community there within the shelter changes things for these animals too and i just think that's so awesome that yes. you're you're on the front lines of that it, it's just it it's so awesome so um I want to I want to thank you so much for coming on the air today and willing to touch this topic with me um and and kind of maybe give people an idea of what is what it is to be in sheltering these days and where we're kind of headed and maybe you can come back another time and we can come up with a, a, something else to chat about because I would love to have you back. And again, it's Marissa Martina Martino and you can get a hold of her um at pauseandreward.com and especially if you're in the Boulder area and maybe your kiddos are having some behavior issues and you need that you need a an ear to chat ear, some big ear to listen to you and um see what you can create together. So thank you, thank you, my friend. Thank you. And we will be right back here on Inspired Choices Network on Dr.
0: Andy's World. Did you know Dr. Andy travels the world facilitating classes, empowering others, and talking to the animals? From Chicago to New York City to California to Texas, Europe, and Australia, while spending a good amount of time at home in Golden, Colorado check Dr. Andy's schedule at AccessDrAndy.com. If you would like Dr. Andy to come to your area for animal sessions or classes, contact her for the possibilities at AccessDrAndy at gmail.com. Thank you for making Dr. Andy's world a part of your life every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
3: What if the world doesn't function the way we've been told? What if we truly can bend the laws of physical reality? What if we can end limitation? What if weird were the coolest thing you could be? And what if it's time for a totally different reality? Are you ready to create it? Are you ready to dream as big as you dare? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything in my life changed for me. This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Gandhi, Galileo, and Aristotle all knew to be true. It's not about the answer. It's about being the question, always. It's about truly being you, whatever that looks like, and changing this world. Is now the time? Start by signing up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. That's beingyouclass.com. What if you are the gift and the change this world requires? BeingUClass.com.
0: This is Dr. Andy's World Radio Show with animal facilitator Dr. Andy. To participate in the program, call us in the U.S., 815-880-8255, Canada, 613-800-8736, or Skype us at InspiredChoicesNetwork. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Andy at gmail.com. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back to Dr. Andy's World with myself, Dr. Andy, here on Inspired Choices Network. Oh my goodness, um, we are having so much fun today on No Kill is the Right Way, right? And the first two segments, we did have my fabulous guest, Marissa Martino, Martino talking about her experience um, in the sheltering system and that whole field. And, and it was just awesome. So if you missed the first couple of segments, go back, check it out. Okay, what is coming up in Dr. Andy's world? It's our shameless plug segment of the show. <laughs> How much fun can we have here, too? Um, of course, I every show i invite you i invite you to invite your friends um to join our free membership um we ask for an email and then you get um an email address and then you get all the updates um you get some extra videos you get some extra information you'll get you know links to get in touch with our guests and you can do that um on inspired choices network there is um the banners that you can click on and it'll take you right to the page to sign up. You can also do it, I believe, on my podcast page on whatever platform you are listening to. So how can we make that even easier, right? Um, Upcoming events. Uh, It is almost February Um, and we have a free uh, Zoom. Um, It is Does My Animal Really Love Me? That is February 11th, um, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. It is free, but you do need to register. Um, I believe that is also on the podcast page, or if you are already a free member, the links will be in the upcoming email. So go ahead and register, and then if you miss it, we will send you the recording of that show. And then in March, we have another free Zoom. The only problem with my animal is my husband, and that is March 31st. And then coming up in May, um, we're doing five days to change. Um, It's a a Mother's Day retreat treat. or something to that effect we're still working on all that um but it is a May 7th through the 11th five days bars in the foundation only for those that are truly looking to create more for their life and living um i invite you to check that out it is up actually on the website drandysworld.com uh see oh yes ask dr andy that form will be up on drandysworld.com soon and you can submit your questions and we will start covering uh, as we have been for weeks now and they keep rolling in even without the the actual um form to submit them so keep sending in your questions um it's 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 turning into a very fun segment and we have a couple great questions coming up um here soon um, for all of you that are not in the denver metro area um, you can get a hold of me for a one-on-one animal magic session, and you can do that at drandysworld.com, and we can get on the phone and we can chat about what's going, what's going on, what's going on in your pack, and how um, we can take a look at your points of view and how that then changes your animals, and what if what if it's that easy and it can create that much more? I think oh, and next week's show, of course next week's show here on Dr. Andy's World and that is every Friday afternoon on Inspired Choices Network live five PM Eastern, four PM Central, three PM Mountain, two PM Pacific. And then it's podcasted across the internet on I don't know, fifty some odd different platforms. You can always um Google that and catch me wherever you like to listen. Next week's show is January thirty first. Know when to fold them. Um it's funny I talk about this quite a bit of how the shows um, create themselves and and how the whole journey of this radio show and podcasting and and all of that has really started to like shape the business and what it would like to be in the world and, and all of that. And this one, the title came, I kind of knew what I wanted to talk about, but it was my Wonderful fabu- Fabulous producer Keisha that put in exploring of doing what it takes to stay in the game of life I was like oh yeah that's what I'm going to talk about right Um, so know when to fold them is next Friday so we're going to take another break we're going to come right back and we're going to get to ask Dr. Andy here on Dr. Andy's World on Inspired Choices Network we'll be right back
0: Thank you for making Dr. Andy's world a part of your life every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
3: What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. Thirteen years ago I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer, it's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time. Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. Beingyouclass.com. What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? Beingyouclass.com.
0: This is Dr. Andy's World Radio Show with animal facilitator Dr. Andy. To participate in the program, call us in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to AccessDrAndy at gmail.com. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to our final segment here on Dr. Andy's World Radio Show on Inspired Choices Network. And it is um, turning quickly turning into my favorite segment, although, you know, I love our topics every week and I love getting together with all of you. Ask Dr. Andy. And I've got a couple questions here and we'll see how much time we have to cover it, cover it all. Um, here we go. Number one. Hello, Dr. Andy. I have a dog that i just started taking in for Cairo care chiropractic care The first couple of sessions have been wonderful and since i have been listening to your show i began wondering how much my points of views are limiting how her body responds to the treatment um can my point of view impact her and healing and her healing that much This injury occurred while friends were watching her for a long weekend. I don't know what happened. I'm afraid maybe they hurt her. Please help. I would love to move past this and get her healed up. Um, Angie in California. Um, Limiting her and how her body responds to the treatment. Um, Yes. (laughs) Simple, yes. Your points of view impact everything and everyone, um, especially your animals, um, and what if your point of view on, let's see, um, what happened, not knowing what happened, how bad it was, how could they, even though you don't know exactly what happened, how could they, um, they didn't protect her, let's see, um, Everything that brings up, can we destroy and uncreate it all, times a gazillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyond. And what if you had a, you know, take five, ten minutes, quiet spot, with or without your dog, doesn't really, that part doesn't matter. And a piece of paper and a pencil, pen, my interesting point of view, that, how could somebody um, hurt my animal? True, maybe true, maybe not true, but you have the sense of it. So what if you be interesting point of view with that? Interesting point of view, I have this point of view and write it down. Interesting point of view, I have this point of view. Interesting point of view, I now have to spend money on these treatments because of them. Interesting point of view, my animal's been hurt because of it. You know, And be with all those points of view. And then what if those, those dissolve, those, those they melt away, you become more interesting point of view about it, you create more space, you're not projecting them onto your animal, and what if that then allows the healing to occur as if by magic, Right? Because, yeah, all of your projections, expectations, separations, judgments and rejections you placed on your animal about her injury, how she got it, and her healing, we now destroy and uncreate all those times a Godzillion, right wrong, good, bad pod pop, all nine boys shorts, ambiance, so what will it take for all of us to be very aware about all of our points of view, about anything and everything, including and especially our animals, and how about yourself? um what interesting points of view do you have about you? And yet, that could be another few minutes with this. You know, all my points of view that I let my animal down, I, that I have, you know, interesting point of view, I have the point of view that I let my animal down by letting them stay with these people. Interesting point of view, I have that point of view. Interesting point of view, I have that point of view. Interesting point of view, I have that point of view. And I'm doing that because it's actually melting. Right. You can I I. can you have that? Do you get that sense? I have that sense that you have that sense that it's actually melting. And what an easy little tool to play with all of this with. Um, and, you know, we also get in the body work. How cool is that? <laughs> um, and that is a point of view. And, you know, how much more interesting point of view can I be about that? Um, and now what else is possible for you and your animals? Oh, and my favorite question of the season, right? What magic is actually possible for us to tap into with our animals and co-create something we have never imagined possible, right? My favorite question of the season. Um, and number two, hello. Um, my senior dog recently started going much slower and shortening her walks. What do you recommend for arthritis? So really, Short question and a really big topic. Um, everywhere you've um, decided that because your dog is old and now she's going slower that she has arthritis. Can we destroy and create all those points of view times a godzillion? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyond. Um, how many of your animals have been diagnosed with arthritis by their veterinarian without um, any x-rays? Because you actually cannot diagnose it without x-rays. You cannot feel it. You can suspect it, but you cannot diagnose it. And how much am I not in favor of diagnosing? Because once you diagnose it, once you have decided that, once you projected that onto your animal, how much how much can they now create it instantaneously? Everything that just brought up. Let me destroy and uncreate all that times a gazillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, puck, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyond. Okay. And just because they're old, they have arthritis, right? <laughs> um, a, may not be true. B, uh, all those points of view, right? And C, a lot of times x-rays that do show some changes in the bone our incidental findings, a lot of times when I get questions like this, and this is not a lot of information, starting going much slower and shortening her walks, well, did she slip a couple weeks ago? Did she fall off the bed a couple weeks ago? Did something happen where she hurt herself that is absolutely changeable? It doesn't always have to be the most horrible, awfulest, wrong thing possible right? And my producer, uh, she, Keisha's like, how about her nails? Well, yeah, how about her nails? Let's trim those up. Do, does she have fur in her paw? Um, I had a little dog in this week. She's got the cutest little hoof feet. You know, all the hair grows over her feet. Her nails are a little long, um, but they grow. It's so cute. I'm like, you're going to have to cut that. So she stopped flipping on the floor and mom, mom about cried. I'm like, well, We'll compromise because she was only nine. We're going to compromise here. You can get into the pads and leave the little hair on top for right now. <laughs> but, yeah, I, did you change the flooring? Did a, did you pull up a rug that used to be there? Did you change how high your bed was? Um, what changed in her environment? Um, did another dog come over and play and now it's a couple weeks later and these blocks of, you know, she just, herself rather than oh my goodness and everything's wrong terrible bad she's old she has arthritis and now i have to xyz and everything that is times a gazillionly really destroy in uncreate it all great wrong good bad pod pock, all nine boys short to me and and you can have both you could have a dog that has been quote unquote properly diagnosed with arthritis that is on the you know proper medication and and you're doing all the quote-unquote right things. And then her walk started shortening and she started getting slower. So you could have both things going on. We could have that process of the bones, arthritis, and we could have hurt ourselves. So when in doubt, what I recommend for arthritis, chiropractic care, an adjustment, energetic care, um, acupuncture, massage, body work body work contributes so much and so much even more than just my back hurts my hip hurts i have a bad elbow go get some body work go do a handful of treatments and then see what you're dealing with then um okay do we need to change medications if we're on medications do we leave them the same Oh, she's all better. Okay, maybe, you know, she just hurt herself. Or do we need to add a supplement? Like, what if it's just one thing at a time? And I I always pretty much with everything for my animals start with some body work. I know, easy for you to say, Dr. Andy, you're going to do it. <laughs> yes, it is easy for me to say. And yes, I, I work on my animals. And I actually do take them other places too. They go for acupuncture, they go for massage. Um, They do utilize other people and other modalities. Uh, But that is where I start. Um, And then we go from there. I also had this conversation a few times this week um, about my senior clients. And this has happened and happened and happened for, you know, the last 17 years I've been doing this, that I'll get a call. We just want to bring the dog in a couple times, get her comfortable. She's about, you know, gonna ready to pass. We don't really, you know, this whole kind of story of not doing great. And a year and a half later, they're still with us. And the only thing they changed was adding um, body work or me into the mix. I don't know what that is. And what if that body work? Yes, it feels better, and they choose to stick around with us a little longer, and 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 really start getting involved because their body, their in their bodies, and their bodies work a little bit better for them. So, everywhere you've discounted it in the past, and what if you would take a look at it now? Body work for your animals. We just starting and create all that times a gazillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, talk, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. And what magic is actually possible for us to tap into with our animals and co create something we have never imagined possible? Ah, everything that is, times against the story, uncreated all. Right, wrong, good, bad, podpock, all night, boys, shorts, and beyond. So, um, Marissa had to a bug off, um, busy lady, but I did want to thank her again for joining me today on. Um, what's this? No, you think I'd remember the exact title of my own show? You would think. No kill is the right way, right? Um, and you can get a hold of Marissa at her website pauseandreward.com. dot com. If you have any further questions, especially if you're in the Boulder, Colorado area, um, and I will be back here next week, right here on Dr. Andy's World, live on Inspired Choices Network and podcasted around the world. Um, And until then, what if your points of view create your animals? Thank you again for joining me. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for choosing to listen to Dr. Andy's World. Dr. Andy will return next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until next time, how different are you willing to be with your animals, the planet, and your world?